Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. CannabisRadio.com presents Grassroots Marketing on Location. Featuring exclusive one-on-one interviews with those impacting and evolving the cannabis industry. Hi, this is Adrian Collum reporting from the Cannabinoids in Medicine Conference 2019 hosted by the International Association for Cannabinoid Medicines. I'm speaking with Professor Guillermo Velasco, PhD, from the Department of Biochemistry and Molecular Biology at the University of Madrid. Uh, Dr. Velasco presented a paper called Towards the Utilization of Cannabinoids as Anti-Cancer Agents. Um, Dr. Velasco, what can you tell us about this fascinating field, um, particularly the preclinical evidence and then leading into the clinical translation of that? Well, I think during the last 20 years there have been a lot of evidence accumulating, supporting the idea that Cannabinoids, in particular TAC, has anti-cancer activity in animal models, also in cells. So we know quite a lot about how mainly TAC, but also the cannabinoids acting through cannabinoid receptors, can promote cancer cell death. They can also inhibit tumor angiogenesis. They can also uh, decrease the ability of cancer cells to migrate and invade and metastasize. So we know that in animal models, it's quite clear that cannabinoids can work as anti-cancer agents, not in all models, but a number of different tumor types, glioblastoma, pancreatic cancer, patocellar carcinoma, breast cancer, prostate cancer, lung cancer, rhabdomyosarcoma. So there are a long list of tumors. So that's in animal models. But then, and then we know quite a lot about the mechanism by which these compounds are acting. So we know through binding to cannabinoid receptors, they can activate intracellular mechanisms 
that can lead to cancer cell death or can inhibit... Is the autophagy or apoptosis? Yeah, exactly. Apoptosis would be programmed cell death. Okay. But we found that apoptosis is activated downstream of autophagy. Autophagy would be a mechanism that is operating normally in the cells. So it, as, as the name uh, indicates, is self-digestion. Yes. However, this could be normal and physiological and may help the cells to protect against different stimuli. But we found that cannabinoids can turn this autophagy into something that is pro-cell death. And actually, it's leading to this apoptotic cell death at the end that is promoting cancer, the death of the cancer cells. Okay, so this is um, something where you're saying in the lab that it um, kills tumors or tumor cells. Um, uh, how does that translate into the clinical setting? Is there clinical trials coming or in process? Or? Yeah, there, there have been a few clinical trials. Uh, one of them was a pilot clinical trial that was run a long time ago already, only with nine patients. That was encouraging. But it was a small trial only with nine patients, so we couldn't extract any statistical conclusion. Then, after a number of years, through a work that we did uh, by combination of cannabinoids with other anti-cancer agents, and particularly temozolomide, we were able to, to set the preclinical evidences to support a clinical study that was run by GW Pharma. Yes. Uh, so they ran this study that was finished a couple of years ago. And the preliminary data that they show in the website uh, with the statistical analysis indicates that there has been increased survival of the patients that have been treated with Sativex plus temozolamide versus patients that have been treated with uh, placebo plus temozolamide. And, and this is the only... Well, there are a few other clinical trials that have been run in the world, very small ones. Uh, more like phase one pilot trials to see whether there, there's any toxicity or any evidence of or initial evidence of activity, but they are really small, so it's similar to the first one that we ran. And then now we are planning an, an additional clinical study that we hope will start next year, also in glioblastoma patients, to combine TAC and CBD together with temozolomide and radiotherapy as a first-line approach. So that would be on top of the standard of care, adding cannabinoids to see where this is improving, whereas the other clinical trial that GW Pharma ran, that was like a second-line therapy. So the, the patients underwent the standard of care, and then when they have a relapse, they were offered the possibility of entering the trial. That was temozolomide plus Atipex or temozolomide plus placebo. Okay. Um, why are there not studies of, for example, THC or CBD alone, not with the temozolomide? You mean uh, without the anti-cancer agents? Why? Uh, with, well, because I think most of clinical studies nowadays they want or, or they want to compare with the standard of care, okay, or they want to add something on, on top of that because um, the ethical committees of the hospitals and of the different institutions they want to make sure that the patients at least receive uh, what what is now that is working, even in this case not working very well, but at least it's doing something. So it's much easier to start trials that add on top of this standard of care something else and see whether you can see an improvement rather than comparing with the standard of care because then if it fails, because it has less effect than the standard of care, then your approach has failed. So okay. this is more, has to do more with the design. Okay. But also I think it's, it's, it makes quite a lot of sense to go for something that may 
enhance the effect that is already observed. Whereas doing trials that are in, with individual treatments are very risky because it's very complicated to be able to target cancer cells only one, with one agent or KCSCV in this case and have a, as a strong effect as you would have with the standard of care. So that's, that's the reason. I mean, obviously you could also run these studies, but then um, you may uh, jeopardize the following trials by having done an approach that maybe is failing. So it's more okay. safe starting by this approach. Could you visualize a future where um, THC was the standard of care if the studies proved that THC worked as well as the um, current anti-cancer drugs but with less side effects? Mm, maybe for some tumors, but there are more studies that need to be done. Because I think we have done studies in glioblastoma and some other cancer types. Um, in some of them, um, the standard of care doesn't do too much. But we don't have evidences that cannabis would, would do much more than the standard of care. We have more evidences suggesting that the combination would do much more than the standard of care. So that's the reason why we moved in this direction. Okay. Um, I was thinking more in terms of the side effects of the um, yeah. anti-cancer medicines would be much greater. So if efficacy was similar, then it would be an easy yeah, yeah, decision. Yeah. yeah, but for instance, in the case of temosolamide in combination with TAC, in the preclinical models, we have a much stronger effect. Than using only the cumulative or, effect or, is yeah. greater. Okay. Even synergistic, so like even enhancing more than additive. Okay. So that's why we decided to go for that. Also, one would consider that maybe cannabinoids may attenuate the side effects of some of these chemotherapies. So that would be also yes. a good option to at least having something that may facilitate these treatments. Sure. Um, Increase the doses, the concentration that you need to use of the other drug, for instance. Although it's a completely different context, this is one of the things that is happening with opioids and cannabinoids. So it's not only that you substitute cannabinoids by opioids, it's that you decrease the concentration, so the side effects on the, on the, on the patient are decreased, so there is a double benefit. So cannabinoids are doing something, but also are reducing the side effects of the other medicine that is uh, administered in reduced concentration. So maybe in cancer, may have something similar, but some sort of synergistic effect that's uh, greater than the sum of the parts. So that is really fascinating. Um, what about the CBD in Sativex? Is there any fear that that might inhibit the effectiveness of the THC? Um, uh, we did a lot of studies in, in our models in glioma. Uh, we found uh, not exactly synergistic effect, but we found that we could reduce the concentrations of THC that were effective but also adding CBD. And also CBD by itself seems to have some anti-cancer activity. So we, we consider that the balance of TAC, CBD, 1-1, or some other ratios may be equally efficient also in combination with temosolamide. So one of the things that we learned in these experiments is that at least we need to have some TAC, and only using CBD was not as good as the combination of TAC and CBD plus temosolamide, or the combination of TAC and CBD. So let's say... Uh, having CBD may help, but administering CBD alone 
wouldn't be as useful as, as having the combination or TAC. You know. In the combination. So TAC is really the anti-cancer star in the cannabinoid cocktail? I think so. Um, but works uh, slightly amplified with the help of some CBD as well? Exactly. Okay, and the one-to-one ratio you're comfortable with or you think that possibly reducing the CBD or increasing the CBD might have um, given we, different results? We made different approaches. For instance, we published a couple of articles last year where we had investigated other ratios, so 1.4, 1.6, even up to 1.9. Uh, in general, we didn't see many differences when we administer in combination with temozolamide. So the effects were similar by using this extract. So maybe this also up to the tolerability by the patients. So if the patients tolerate well TAC, maybe even you could go for higher concentration of TAC. But they, if they don't tolerate it well, may, they may tolerate it better by adding CBD. More maybe CBD. you could go to some other ratios. Um, and there might be a specific tumor types or, or tumor cells that might be a bit more sensitive to CBD than to TAC. So in those particular cases, it might be interesting to go to TAC, CBD with higher ratios of CBD, of CBD than of, of TAC. Uh, but it's something still we need to explore. Something further. you need to explore. What could you see as uh, far as future studies goes? Um, I think you mentioned uh, gliomas and other cancers could be investigated in your paper. What, what's ahead? Well, in the first approach is going to be glioma because this is the, the tumor type where more studies have been performed. And there are already some clinical trials already running these two more types, so it's easier to move forward with that. But I think once we have the proof of concept that this might work or might help these patients, I think it might be easier to move to other cancer types. And the strategy that was mentioned in the talk is that maybe easier starting by these tumors that don't have a real good treatment, like pancreatic cancer, maybe metastatic melanoma. In that case, there are few types where you have a good response, but the others are not responding well. So maybe in those two more types where you don't have really any option for the patients, it could be good to use cannabinoids in, in these clinical trials to see whether they could improve the standard of care or have an effect by, by themselves. Other option would be for other two more types, you need to go for subtypes that are not responding well, because in some cases, for the good, cancer is responding well to the therapies that people are using now. But there are, in many cases, resistances or subtypes that are not responding well. So maybe this, there is room for seeing whether adding cannabinoids in that cocktail may help. And then obviously the, the fact that cannabinoids may alleviate the symptoms of chemotherapy or side effects of cancer by, by itself is also useful because maybe you can add cannabinoids as part of the cocktail because it's going to help in the anti-cancer activity, but it's also help to make the, the patient to have a better quality of life. So I think the future might be incorporating in different types of therapies. But in terms of clinical trials, I think first glioma, uh, if we are lucky having a proof of concept, and then once we have a proof of concept, have or larger trials in glioma or moving to other trials also in other cancer types to see whether we can have also positive effects. When do you think you might see uh, studies powered for um, demonstrating efficacy? Well, the point is that these trials are relatively small. So you want to demonstrate efficacy, you need to go to phase three, that is, is at least 150, maybe 200 patients, mm -hmm. uh, multicenter. So in order to do that, we need definitely the involvement of a big pharma company or someone who is able to cover the expenses of doing that. Big investment. Uh, so I think maybe having positive results may encourage the companies to move forward. 
But obviously, as you know, one of the problems in this industry is that nobody really has a patent on a compound that is acting. They, they are working with TAC, CBD, so... So why invest? Exactly. <laughs> or, or they invest all together. That's, that's one of my proposals. So maybe you join forces and generate a consortium to support clinical trials. And then you see positive results and all of you benefit the same. But nobody has done the whole investment for the others. Probably that's complicated, but I think there are previous experiences in other fields, including cancer, for companies who join forces to do some studies. So in this particular case, that might be an option, but it's difficult and maybe something that, that we, the basic researchers, need to encourage the companies to do. Sure. So they would, for example, provide the test medicines um, and a commitment to take the product to market once the study was done and yeah. fund the studies. The thing um, is that the, the product to market... I mean, let's take, for example, Sativex. Composition of Sativex, mainly TAC and CBD. There are other components, but, but you could do very easily a generic. Uh, so the other companies that are in the market, they are providing similar extracts. They are not Sativex, but they are actually very similar to Sativex. Sure. So unless you find a particular molecule that is included in the extract, in most of the cases you have something very similar. Uh, you could say, okay, Sativa or Indica. At the end of the day, the active components are there. So it would be relatively easy to say, okay, we work together, we have a different extra, but we generate or we put funding uh, in order to, to have clinical trials being run using these standards that we all can produce. For example, particular cannabinoid profiles that each exactly. of them could then produce. Obviously, that means that they have to give up to having their particular extracts. Sure. Because I think now in the industry that people are going for I have this extra because I have these terpenes or these other things, and I believe that this is going to work much better. But in my opinion, this is a bit of bubble. Because at the end of the day, if the active components are TAC and CBD, the effects are going to rely on that. So maybe the people need to think of, okay, we will get profit of selling generics, and maybe we can have a big market. So obviously the different companies can compete on the market for Absolutely. generics as they do for other generics at the moment. Why not? But if we want to do large clinical trials, because we will never have like a, the individual molecule identified that other companies have for other applications. I mean, talking about other drugs, maybe you need to do a different strategy. And one potential strategy would be the different companies join forces and try to do big trials that may enhance the applicability of the compounds at the end. Because if you have approval by the regulatory agency, let's say for the treatment of cancer, then all companies can sell these products. Absolutely. If they have the quality for that, for that kind of treatment. So obviously you need to share the market with the others. Sure. But you have a higher number of applications that are approved. So. Some business is better than no business. Yeah. If they don't do the studies at all, then this, this market is untapped. Um, if they share the load and share the investment and share the benefits, yeah. then probably that, that could yeah, be a way to get it's it done. It's very complicated, but, but maybe it's a strategy that they need to consider at least at, at the medium-long term. Because sure. I think at the moment, everybody is trying to position themselves in the market. But at some point when you have a certain number of applications approved, and then you can go for medical applications for a number of, of applications at the end. Okay, I, I take this or this other, but... If this is a, a prescription that a medical doctor do, then probably why one or the other? They are all similar, but that's, that's the same for paracetamol sure. or, or antibiotics today. Sure. So you go for... So any. a doctor pre could prescribe a cannabinoid ratio um, yeah. or cannabinoid profile rather than a particular product. Yeah. 
exactly. Or maybe then you can say, okay, this or this other, but at the end of the day, they are going to be very similar. Well, I don't know. That's my view. Maybe it's very particular, but trying to look at the long term, I think that may facilitate things. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Cannabis Radio, Professor Velasco. That's been really amazing and insightful, and I really wish you the best in this pursuit of, I guess, what is the holy grail of medicine, the cure for cancer. Good luck. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Cheers. Bye. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.